Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are, this is the Interpreter's Workshop Podcast. I'm Tim Curry, your host. Here we talk everything sign language interpreting. The ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the sideways of interpreting. If you're a student, a new interpreter, experienced interpreter, this is the place for you. If you want to know more, go to interpretersworkshop.com. Let's start talking interpreting. And now, the quote of the day. Today, I have two. The first, from the late Desmond Tutu, South African Anglican Bishop. A person is a person through other persons. You can't be human in isolation. You are human only in relationships. And the second, by Chelsea Handler, American actress and comedian. Laugh loudly. Laugh often, and most important, laugh at yourself. In today's episode, Marco reveals what it's like living as an expat, that feeling of in-between. He also gives his advice for new interpreters and for interpreters working with English as a non-native speaker. And we talk about so much more. See if you can figure out why I used these two quotes for today's discussion. Let's get started. So what important point that you have kind of locked away in your head that you always revert back to, the thing that you think of when someone says, oh, you're an expat, and what does it feel like living as an expat? What is the the concise thought that you have that you don't necessarily tell everyone as your answer because they just won't understand that. I think if you want the expression for me is not meat, not fish. <laughs> That's at least is it's my is a complex of inferiority. In other words, you are not necessarily you are just to bring it to a concrete example. Yeah, yeah. I will never be a British person. Nobody will think that I am British mm -hmm. because of, maybe from the look, apologies, just to say from the look, nobody thinks that I'm from a different countries. There mm -hmm. is not resistance to that. It's, it's not a right, problem right. compared to other people that have a different ethnicity uh, or come from different continent and therefore is more uh, racially Mm -hmm. from a racial perspective obvious that they're not necessarily indigenous to the place where they're living at that moment mm -hmm. so i don't have that you know uh, resistance from from the indigenous inhabitants of the united <laughs> kingdom however when i open my mouth i do have so they quite they cannot quite place me anymore so they don't automatically go into or oh, you're from italy so it's not the first right tree that they think of when I, when I speak, but they quite they know I'm not native user of English, mm -hmm. and that's it. So I will never be that, you know, that person that is a perfect bilingual. So people don't know that, that you are from a different country. So, so I'm not meat, not fish. Meaning I've lost also my identity as Italian because in for many years I kept away from Italian as a language, mm. and from doing things in Italian because I wanted to reach the fluency in English, and if I kept the Italian going, it might have, again, it might be just a myth, but, you know, you, you, that's mm -hmm. how our mind works. 
So I tried to keep away from Italian and from reading Italian or watching Italian program. Therefore, I lost a bit of touch with what went on in, in Italy, etc. To give you an example, I was doing a job from Italian sign language into English because this deaf Italian, now the benefit of Zoom presentation, etc. We're working with two United States universities and everything was okay. And then at the end, this person used an example in uh, the legal system in Italy that involved an American individual mm-hmm. and was nothing to do with deaf community. And I didn't know that. So I just imposed onto that message thing that I didn't know, I didn't understand. I wasn't aware living in the United Kingdom of that event. Mm-hmm. So it was just tragic. <laughs> and that being a mess <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't understand the value of what it was, it had has been signed. So I understood the signs, but I didn't know the value of it. Mm-hmm. It's like this individual took Italy to court. For me, it was like, what? <laughs> My brain couldn't fathom <laughs> the possibility that you could do that. I didn't know the value of it, but actually it is true. It took the Italian legal system to court because they weren't provided interpretation into English, spoken English. Yeah, okay. Because they were assumed they have lived and studied in in Italy, that if you live and study in Italy, you should be able to have a command of Italian. So the court system didn't offer that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the court, the person was misjudged, blah, 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 et cetera. cetera. But anyway, I couldn't understand. I didn't know the story. I didn't know anything. So Again, that's, that, that proves that sometimes, although you are a native user of a language, and mm-hmm. I know that I'm not necessarily a native user of Italian sign language, but still, I have lost the touch with what goes on in a country. Yeah. Therefore, when you find yourself in slightly more cultural situation, you cannot quite represent them mm-hmm. well or understand them well because you're not living there. Yeah. Yeah, it's that chasm that we create as expats when we leave our home country we're kind of somewhere in between. And I think many expats have that same feeling. In between, uh, I said the expression of not meat, not fish yes. is again, is a, perhaps a British English expression, but you're not quite one thing, not the other. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move to word association. Mm-hmm. I will give you a few words or phrases, and then you just give me what comes to your mind. Brace yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I have a complex mind. (laughs) I'm not sure sure the listeners will will make the link between what would be the association. Okay. Hmm. The first, comfort food. There are three. One is uh, a specific brand of corn chips. Uh, the second is uh, nut bars. They are quite uh, popular at the moment uh, in the United Kingdom. And then the last one is a childhood comfort food is watermelon. I absolutely uh, behaved very rudely when my family bought melon and had visitors. Usually you give them the first choice to the platter. And I didn't. I grabbed the biggest slice that there could be. Eating watermelon as a child for me was was wonderful because the best part was the heart of the melon right there in the center of the juiciest, the reddest, the... Mm. Absolutely. 
Okay, next, pet peeve. Okay, this is a, a second language user, so it's acronyms in English. Unfortunately, the native user of English do not realize that there is not a in A. <laughs> you might not know what I'm talking about, but if you phonetically write the way English people pronounce those letters, they, they are all different letters from what the letter is. So for me when people say those letters with english phonetics is a nightmare because my brain cannot go to those letters so, mm -hmm. so i i as an interpreter is a nightmare as a sign language interpreter is a nightmare because i don't know mm -hmm. which vowels they're talking about with the exception of o and u is okay but with the other three is just i ah so i cannot stand it absolutely i'm sorry <laughs> i come from a country where we go to the opposite at the moment so just to talk about linguistic or language trends mm -hmm. at the moment i i'm please forgive me you might confirm or deny it but anglophones are going to the most contracted possible way the shortest way to say things obviously italian i'm sure you might have realized by now that we go <laughs> towards the most the longest possible way to express something <laughs> so yeah there are two cultures these are cultural clash crash between the two. Uh. so I, I i need the full also again this is true in many countries but many acronyms have multiple possible meanings to yes. them so what in the united kingdom we have british deaf association bda could be the british dentistry association and so on so in in different situations these letters comes at you uh, wildly <laughs> you have no idea what people are talking about so. yes many times instead of saying the letters we pronounce it as a word like you said it's just it's confusing for even native users of english there is another, there is a, still in the contraction, apologies, there is the <laughs> dropping of part of words, which happens naturally in, in English. So again, mm -hmm. I'm not forcing, but it is sometimes confusing. At the moment, the trend is to say, especially, especially you. So the word is especially, with the E at the beginning of it, but nobody's pronouncing <laughs> as So you, you've got especially, and the way it comes at you, you're not, it's like, am I missing something? <laughs> Your brain don't quite recognize it. So you, you try to give it a different value to it. When it doesn't, it's just being contracted. People have dropped the first letter. That's it. And you don't know why. Why? It doesn't make it much shorter. It's not that yes. you've lost a very brief sound. Anyway, there's a mystery, <laughs> linguistic mystery to me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, the next word, ethics. As long as I can go to bed at night and sleep at night. So as long as I can go to bed and sleep at night, that's what comes to mind. That's my ethical go-to principle. That's good. Yes. Sleep is important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next. Funny. Five minutes, I think the, the, the way that I express is five minutes with good colleagues and friends. I do have friends and colleagues, they're both. So yeah, five minutes with Zane, for example, <laughs> it uh, would be very funny. <laughs> Zane Hemmer. Uh -huh. Zane Hemmer, absolutely. Yeah. And other colleagues. So I just said Zane, Zane because he's not in the United Kingdom and, you know, he's moved yeah. back to Australia. So I, I don't want to mention anybody else because if you mention one, then you 
forgotten others. So I just say Zane as epitome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next, attitude. I think the the word that comes to mind is unmeasurable, <laughs> just because it's been, <laughs> in our profession there is this uh, concern about interpreters' attitudes, and <laughs> there's been for many years a debate about aptitudinal test and all this kind of a, a fad uh, of the time. So I'm, I'm not I'm undermining the importance of some of these um, um, tests and. Um, why people are concerned about individual attitudes. The problem is that no matter what you do, it still is not measurable. So no matter what you do, so it's not something that you can quantify. So yeah, to have the good a good attitude, to have uh, an attitude to it, <laughs> whatever that it is, is something that we always hope to have the right one at the right time <laughs> in the right place. Hmm having the right attitude let's move on to <laughs> it means everything and everything what is attitude that's the other thing yes uh how about magic i'm going to go slightly more traditional i'm going to traditional magic which is the old uh merlin magic so the the, the relationship between human beings and nature mm. and how nature can give you energy not in a in a strange strange way but energy that you know we are energy in other words and the planet gives us energy and we give it hopefully gives it give it back not <laughs> often not always <laughs> in the right way but yeah yeah do you enjoy listening to interpreters from around the world? Me too. Please consider supporting the podcast. Your support in a one-time donation or a monthly donation will help me pay for the monthly fees and the annual fees to pay for the software and the websites that I use to produce each episode. Click on the links in the show notes or the buttons on the website. Thank you very much. Now, let's go back. And the last, interpreting. Interpreting uh, my my life and my passion, and I mean it seriously. <laughs> I know it's a bit, it's a bit sad. <laughs> it's a bit sad, but yeah, yeah. I do like languages, and I do like working with languages. And mm -hmm. interpreting is one way to work with languages. So. Yeah. It's really, I'm really invested in it in whichever way. So <laughs> that's why, yeah, passion, passion. Yeah. You, and also, sorry, jokes aside, apologies, to, just to elongate one moment, just to say that I think if you do not have passion for languages and passion for the job that you do, it becomes a burden. It's not easy to do it. So find your passion within interpreting whichever that might be whatever that might be. Hmm. So connecting to that, then what would what other advice or warnings would you give to someone who's just starting in the profession? Yes, the advice that I would like to give to new interpreters are people approaching interpreting or 
arriving newly mm-hmm. to the profession is try not to isolate yourself the problem is that many of the bookings might be to work solo as a freelancer why is that i mean why worry about it it's very lonely it's very okay. lonely and you you and you become isolated and you you might have network you might be belonging to association professional bodies mm-hmm. and so on but still working solo for a long period of time without comparison feedback etc it's it, in the long term become exhausting and there is what we call it the burnout so mm-hmm. for a number of years many of our colleagues were dropping off the profession just because they couldn't face the amount of work the working solo lack of recognition feedback payments etc blah 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 many things but yeah that's my point for the new generation and for the older generation is that we need to <laughs> to set up some training for, for ourselves <laughs> no, no thanks because back back to my point earlier i'm a bit fed up attending <laughs> beginners workshop and stuff yeah interpreting for dummies classes yeah yeah yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah 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 okay so using english as not your native language mm-hmm. what advice would you give interpreters that are in your shoes that also have to work in English, but it's not their native language. This is an advice that was given to me by Margot Curry, and she was a uh, lecturer at University of Durham towards the end of my program at a master level. Mm-hmm. And she taught me, get on with it. <laughs> in other words, I was, as I said, I was very concerned of the intelligibility of my English or sign language, etc. And she said, if people are working with you, get on with it, meaning that is whatever you're producing is acceptable. Mm-hmm. So and also when you start to worry less about what you're producing, what you're working with, it becomes slightly more natural rather than worrying about every other word that you're mm-hmm trying to produce <laughs> so so yeah so get on with it no yeah, yeah in, a, in the nicest possible way but do it just just do it yeah in a safe possible again at the best of your abilities do the best mm-hmm. that you can and all those slightly more oriental philosophies <laughs> <laughs> well marco it was wonderful meeting with you today and yeah Sharing the passion together. So, so, so I'm not sure how. We are laughing, we are laughing so much. An interview with Tim is very funny. Because... Well, it's okay. Yeah. Zane will understand. Zane so. will understand. Like the rest. Okay. No, I'm joking. Okay. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye-bye for now. Bye. All the best. Keep strong. Well, that's that episode. But let's try to remember all of the wonderful, special points that Marco gave us. First, living as an expat, you have that feeling of in-between. In-between the world that you left and the world that you're living within. The languages are different, 
The cultures are different. The people are different. You're away from your family, within your new family. All of those things affect us. It affects how we communicate with the world around us, the old world and the new. Our perspectives have changed. Our view of the world has changed. And that applies to interpreters as well. We're now one foot in the deaf world and one foot in the hearing world. Sometimes we can feel isolated because we're not this or that. We're not fully here. We're not fully there. And unfortunately, most of our work is in isolation. And that can cause burnout. That can cause mono thinking. We focus on what we do and think everything's fine. And we don't incorporate the perspectives of others, not to mention the camaraderie, the laughter. It affects our attitude, which is very hard to measure, very hard to pinpoint what is good, what is bad in a concrete form as evidence. But we can all feel it, what a good attitude is and what a bad one is. But being around colleagues and friends gives us that feeling that we have the ability to sleep at night, to know what we have done was done well, because we have a second opinion. It gives us that buffer for our feelings. It guards our hearts. It helps us discuss what isn't clear to us. It helps us see how someone else would handle the same situation. And it gives that feeling of mutual support. Someone else that is in between is there with us. It helps us sleep better when our gut feeling was not alone. We had two guts feeling together. It also helps with that feeling of, of groundedness, feeling that we are now not just floating alone, but we are pulled together in a community of those of us who are in between feeling more confident in what we do and enjoying what we do by laughing together, feeling that magic, feeling the passion and the love for what we do. So when you feel in between, you feel like you're using a language that's not really yours, that's not fully yours, just get on with it. Those clients who are using us are accepting us then that means what we're providing is enough. So just get on with it. So thanks again to Marco for making us laugh, to thinking with us, and helping us to keep calm, keep laughing, keep interpreting in between. I'll see you next week. Take care now. <laughs>